Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. How's it going, everyone? And Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. Good evening. Episode 103 of Big Easy Bets and the NCAA March Madness Tournament is in the books. Congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks on winning the whole thing. I got to say, it was a great weekend, uh, a weekend that I'll never forget. Obviously, we were there at the Final Four, recap that experience. Uh, Monday night's experience was even better because we didn't have some dumb bitch bias in the row in front of us, but the seats were better. Uh, the view was better. I would say, I wouldn't say the game was better, but it was a damn good game. That was a damn good game. It was. Um, North Carolina comes out, punches Kansas in the mouth, 15-point lead going into the half. And then Kansas did exactly what they did to Miami, smothered them in the second half, and uh, really put it on them. So the Jayhawks re- responded, got hit, responded like a champion, and won the whole thing. What are, what are your thoughts? Either one of y'all. Um, Yeah, I mean, even when they were down at halftime, it was like... You knew they weren't out of it. Yeah, I knew they weren't out. I was just like... It, just felt, it felt like they were in a rush... So they got out to a 7 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. I started rubbing my hands like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, it looked like they were going to do what they did to Villanova. It looked like they were going to jump out early, but then North Carolina settled in. Yeah, and then um, it just seemed like they were – so North Carolina was – they were pushing the pace as well, and they were just hitting – they were getting to a good shot quickly and, and hitting them early. Yeah. And – um. Kansas was trying to do the same thing, but I feel like they would they were just thrown off by by themselves mainly turning the ball over and allowing North Carolina to r- run in transition. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Any takeaways? Um Yeah, I mean, I was in I was in the hole a good amount. Mm-hmm. Like probably close to 300 and uh at a halftime caught Kansas money line at plus 360. Yep. So slapped a hundred on that. And uh so yeah, they won. So it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good profitable one. Yeah. Um I wish I would have only been in the whole three hundred. Um but it was a good bounce back. Uh we Nick told you the lock was the under and that it was. I had the majority of my money on the lock substantial I mean on the under substantially. Uh did have Kansas with the points, so it would have been nice to get some free throws there at the end. Harris you dumb bitch. How do you <laughs> yeah. step out of bounds right there, dude? Man. I even tweet. I'm like, we got some important free throws coming up. Like, these are spread covering free throws. No, y'all turn it over. Like, they didn't even make they didn't make a big enough deal. The, the crowd didn't even really go crazy. Like, they just, they, they whistle North Carolina ball, and they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this is to fucking tie the game. Yeah. I was well, like, Christ, if it if they hit this, the over's gonna hit. Even on TV it was kinda <clears throat> unclear what happened initially. Yeah. Because it was on the opposite sideline of the camera. So yeah. it's like we couldn't really see where his feet were landing. It just mm-hmm. looked like they, they called they blew the whistle as he was throwing the ball yeah. across the court. And then um it just started registering. I was like, he did not because the referee starts pointing the other way. I'm like, did he just seriously, did he just step out of bounds? And they show it on the replay. That is such a mental mistake. Like a huge, unexcusable lapse of like, incredible error. If they hit a shot and that goes to overtime, it's like, what the fuck? All you had to do was just catch it and get fouled. Right. Stepped out twice too. Yeah, he clearly, he did not want to go to the line. 
But poor Caleb Love. Uh, you apparently bet it too. We had the same idea. We didn't even talk about it. We apparently both bet Caleb Love under on his point total. It was 17 and a half. I think he had 13. Shot the ball 24 times. Only hit five of them. Rough night. I feel bad for him because they don't get there without him. So a lot of people were dragging him. A lot of people were like, like he played like shit. He lost in the game. It's like, yeah, well, he got him there. Mm-hmm. You, so I've been saying yeah. that about Caleb Love. You got to live with the good and bad. So th- there's going to be bad. You got to hope the good outweighs the bad. And it just didn't that night. So, I mean, but you can't hate on the dude. He got you there. He fucking put y'all on your on his back against Duke. R.J. Davis did in the first half, but second half was all Caleb Love, and he hit the dagger. Yeah. So I feel for him. Um, feel for Manic, uh, all of them. I like that North Carolina team a lot. I had I had – I saw what they could be with what they did against Duke, and they carried that momentum into the tournament. And just fell up short, fell short against what was the best team in the country in Kansas, both on both sides of the court. I mean, Kansas was. I felt like I, yeah. I felt like they asserted themselves as what they're able to do on the defensive side of the ball. What they and coming out in the second half, making second half adjustments, maybe tip your cap to uh, Bill Self if that's him doing that, making those adjustments. But what they did against Miami and against North Carolina. I mean, I think they outscored them. They went on like a 32 to 12, 13 run to start the second half. They erased that lead very yeah, quickly. Yeah, it, ha- it happened quicker than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and it was on layups and shit. Like Because like they cut it to within 10 in like under five minutes. It like looked like North like, Carolina was just trying to sit on the ball. Like they wanted, they were just looking at the clock. Yeah. Like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's like, no, you can't do that. You, have, you do what got you here. And then... Uh, Baycott rolls his ankle again, but it was, I mean, it was pretty much a done deal by that point. Like it was looking like Kansas had a, a chokehold on it, but then North Carolina did kind of edge back in. Um, it was a good game though. A damn good game. Electric atmosphere. Had a dude sitting behind his Carolina fan kept calling for a hand check foul. Like, <laughs> like they're bringing it up the court. He's at half court and Harris would touch him on the hip. He's like, it's a fucking hand check. And he's call, and he's saying they're calling ticky-tack fouls. And I'm like, dude, that's the tickiest-tack fucking foul ever. Like, yeah. He said it like 10 times in a row, though. Like, I looked at Lindsay, and like, I was about to be like, can you please shut up? They're never going to call it, ever. That, that This isn't 1980. They're not going to call the hand check foul. Like, I don't know what you want. Why You're just fucking preaching to the choir or preaching to nobody. Um, but, yeah, wild game. The fans were fired up. It was crazy, though, going into half because I was very observant of everything since we were obviously there, very good seats. Going into the half, North Carolina was fired up, sprinted to the locker room. Kansas walked, eventually started jogging, but heads down. Uh, the cheerleaders were like, uh, complete different energy. So for the, for Kansas to come out of the locker room the way that they did was extremely impressive because they were down hanging their heads, all of that. Like It looked like they felt like they lost. Yeah. But that's the difference between a champion and a good team. So they responded, I mean, like the and there best was team some, in the country. Kansas made a lot of adjustments on, like, the coaching and, like, mm-hmm. the way that they were playing through their offense in the second half was a lot different than the first half. They were trying to force it down low a lot with McCormick. Yeah. And it would – Remy Martin, incredible. I just felt the like half. they forced yeah. it down there too much in the first half, and that, that hurt them. Yeah. With, because it was tied 22 to 22 yeah. and then the half ends 40 to 25 no north carolina turned it on they did one of those they did what they did to duke went on that like 16 11 to 16 0 run 
in the blink of an eye and you're like, Jesus Christ, where did that come from? But yeah, no, uh, Remy Martin, hats off. Oh yeah, big shot. Didn't miss a shot in the second half. He was 100%. Yeah. Three or three from the three-point line, I think. all those were so big. Huge, yeah. No, huge shots. Yeah, incredible. Wish it would have happened in the final four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we were hoping for. Um, But yeah, what a weekend. It, it, never forget it. It was awesome. Loved every minute of it being in the Superdome. Not every minute of it. I hope that bitch, she's abducted somewhere. Um, Next year in Houston. So I was texting Nick, we should go. We should all plan to go. You don't want to go. I'm down. Yeah. Houston. And then two years later, San Antonio. Wow. Yeah. We I think we need a plan to go to Vegas for the first day. I would like you to You mean do the that. first weekend? Yeah, first weekend. Yeah. Um no, yeah, hundred percent I'd be down. That's something we gotta plan well in advance. Um I would pick that over the final four, if I'm being honest, because that would be an experience. I want to go to the Alamo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, then it looks like we're going to the Final Four in three years <laughs> and making a uh, – really, no, we're going to the Alamo in three years, and then on the back burner we'll just go to the Final Four since it's there. Um, No, I would love to go to Vegas. That's something that I'm definitely down to do. Uh, really, it's like I wish one of y'all would just be like, plan it and let me just say, okay, I'm coming. Like I feel like, I feel like if I don't say, like, we're going on this day, then at least with like Joseph and them, if I don't fucking plan it, it's not happening. Yeah, I know what you mean. I want somebody like I'm down. I'm always down. Somebody just needs to say, "Hey, we're going on this date." In Joseph's defense, he did present me with that though, but it was different circumstances. It was for like, wasn't the same thing. Um, but well, if I don't lose all my money in football season and then in <sighs> the beginning of basketball season, I'll be down to go. All right. There you have it, because I'm not losing all my money in football season. I plan to have a better year. This was an off year of gambling for me. Um, hard to top last year's college basketball season, the way it ended at least. So, But you never lose. You just either win or you learn. So I feel like I learned a lot. I got to remember it next year, carry it over. But all in all, that's why I said this was a terrible year betting for me. But I had a great time. I still love it. It's the best time of the year. Hands down, it's not even close. Feels like an eternity ago that Rutgers fucking blew it against Indiana the night before the tournament. Um, you got, who was it? Oh, Delaware. The Blue Hens, dude. God, I had high hopes. Ran into the wrong team at the wrong time. Um, yeah, no, it was great. I miss it. I'm going to miss it for sure. But another one in the books. I sat on Twitter, and I fully believe it. Baylor smashes that fucking Kansas team. Last year's Baylor Bears smashed that Kansas team. Yeah. Not even close, because they would get out to the 16, 15, 16-point lead, and you're not coming back. You're not coming back in. Yeah. They're too good defensively. I don't even think it's close. But I also love that Baylor team, and I'm biased. So, But, all right, another successful tournament in the books. Down the stretch, I got to say, I feel like Final Four and beyond, we made money when it mattered most, hit our biggest bets. The majority of our money was on the under. It hit the under. Thank God Caleb Love uh, threw up a terrible shot there at the end and didn't even touch the rim, and they lose in heartbreaking fashion, probably one of the lowest moments of his life. But I won a big bet, so I was happy. Um, Now the dark days begin. We got the draft to look forward to in NFL news. Who knows when the USFL starts, if it will start. But tomorrow, 
America's pastime, opening day, baseball is back. I'm excited if you can hear it in my voice. But but in all seriousness, I am kind of excited, but it's like that I have nothing else excitement. Like, there's no other choice. So I have to lie to myself and get myself excited. All of our baseball picks will be given out on the Instagram. Nick's not betting it at all. Not, he said not one single baseball bet all season. Won't place one. So it's going to be just me and Justin. Um, we'll track everything on there. Well, if they wouldn't have fucking changed the baseballs, I was going to get into it. Then I heard they fucking changed the baseballs. But they're corking the bats again. Yeah, and they're fucking hitting all these home runs. Yeah, that's what we want. Fuck Bet the that. over. Um, No, yeah, if I'm being completely honest with y'all, look, I don't know baseball. I know baseball, but I don't know baseball. I know baseball the least of all the major sports uh, with other than hockey. With that being said, in 2020, in one month, I went around like 30 and 3 betting baseball. So take that for what it's worth. It was an incredible hot streak. The, the the biggest heater I've ever had betting any any sport of all time, and it came in baseball. So maybe I'm a natural. We'll find out tomorrow's opening day. Got four picks locked and loaded, getting ready to be dropped. Um, but don't listen to a word I say. So, Justin, what's your baseball background? You, you know anything about baseball? No, I played it a couple of years when I was younger. But uh, what position? Outfield. They put the, field. They always put the shitty kids in the outfield. Uh, yeah. Well, how, how old are we talking from nine to like 14 beginning of the years? I played right field. So yes, when so. you were nine, you're you, the worst kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was one of the worst kids. <laughs> when you were nine, you were in the outfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Justin wasn't that good. I was but playing pitcher. I was playing second base. I, I got used older. To, I peaked. Honestly, I didn't play basketball until I was like 12 competitively. Yeah. I mean, 11 or 12. I played baseball all throughout little league. I was I was low key kind of a stud at baseball. I got tired of getting hit with the ball, so I said, <laughs> "Fuck this!" I took a couple fastballs off the hip in a weekend tournament. I must have been like, "All right, I'm done here. I'm I'm over this." Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I remember like when we were real young, seven, six, seven, eight. There were kids in the outfield. They were sitting down. Yeah. Indian style. Where's that you? No, never did that. No. I was always locked in. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's like not too many baseballs are going to the outfield when you're that young. So I would expect that they would have had you playing a, play a more critical position. Do you play baseball? Um, One year. Oh, yeah? How'd you do? Were you in the outfield? Be honest. I don't even remember. Be honest. <laughs> Dude, I cannot remember. I, I was six years old, five years old. <laughs> I don't remember where I played. It sounds like you were in the outfield, and you don't want to. You don't want to. Admit <laughs> I it. would admit it if I were. Do you remember having to squint to see if your mom was in the stands? I don't, dude. I can barely remember playing. Okay, all right. The only time I got to run <laughs> was, I think I would just run after getting struck out. <laughs> you would say I'm going to first anyway. Yeah, see if y'all can walk. see if y'all can fucking throw me out. So was it coach pitch? Yeah, you getting struck out in coach pitch? Well, dude, it's kind of hard to hit it. <laughs> I I don't remember. I wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but stopped. I don't remember what position. Well, the only reason I was playing baseball is because I was too young to play football. Mm-hmm. All I cared about was playing football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I never tried to play again. Yeah, I can't really blame you. Um, 
Yeah, no. So, I mean, we got two outfielders and a Little League uh, guy who peaked in Little League. So, well, it was really when Sammy Sosa got caught with the cork mm-hmm. in his bat. Yeah. It broke my heart. I just couldn't play baseball anymore. I love when he looks at it. What the fuck is that? Who put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, y'all. Who's Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no secret. Uh, we know football, NFL, college football, and college basketball. And we barely know that. So that's the extent of it. Um, but you can bet your ass that we're going to fucking – we're going we're gonna to shoot from the hip and we're going to go for it with uh, with the MLB. Um, I feel pretty good about it. I'm o- excited for sure. Yeah, opening day. I feel good. Um, but I'll bet on anything. I was, bet on, I was betting on Swedish uh, chariot horse racing at work today. So – that's what you call a problem. Uh, it's electric, though. The, the The favorite wins more often than in any other country I, I've gathered. So if you're betting on horse racing in Sweden and it's chariots, um, take the favorite. Probably gonna probably gonna win in a landslide. They like to start like way at the back and then they just fucking like they hit the turbo button and then next thing you know they're flying through at the uh, at the end. Um, but yeah, like I said, dark dark days. Dark days are here. Um, yeah, this is just to pass the time. Yeah, this is just because we can't not bet anything. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot Masters, though. Masters. Yeah, I got golf bets. Yeah, Masters tomorrow. I have golf bets as well. Um, I love the Masters. I love Tiger Woods is playing. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah. Um, What's his odds to win? I oh. saw 62 to 1. Yeah, somewhere. I saw 71 to 1. Um, I'm not touching that, but what I am touching, and I think everyone else should do the same, and I'm being dead serious now. We've put on the, taken off the baseball cap, put on the golf cap. Tiger Woods to make the cut. Yes, even money. Hammer it. Yeah, that was more of mine. He's making the cut. Yeah, let's. There's a lot of shitty people. There's a lot of amateurs. Um, Tiger Woods knows this course. They want Tiger to make the cut. Granted, it's golf, so it doesn't matter what the fuck they want. They don't get to control that. Um, but I think Tiger Woods, I think last year the cut was plus three. He he can do that. If he's confident that he can win, I don't think he's going to go out there and miss the cut. I think for for him to miss the cut is going to be a very popular bet. It's an even money bet? To make the cut. Even money. And to miss it? it, it to miss it was like minus 130, 140, something like that. So, but I've been seeing people all over saying hammer that he's missing the cut because uh, that's the easy choice. He's coming back from the leg problem. Uh, we don't know if how he's going to do walking the course. I think he makes the cut. Yeah. T- Tiger Woods is going to make the cut. So even money right there. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five bets. Four of them to win it all, one of them to be leading after the first round, and they are fucking incredible long shots that I don't recommend. One I recommend, Victor Hovland. I love Victor Hovland. To be leading after the first no, round? No, no, he's to win outright, 25-1. to one. Victor Hovland's a stud. I, I, I'm biased to Victor Hovland because I've, like, literally I watched him every time since his very first tournament as an amateur, um, and he's a stud. He's very, very good. I think uh, he's got a game kind of tailor made for Augusta, so I'm taking Hovland twenty five to one to win the Masters. I think in the last like four or five Masters, every single winner's been at least ten to one odds or better. 
I think Matt, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, I think he was 60 to 1. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's 35 to 1 this year. Yeah, no, I was looking at it as one. I would consider him to be leading after round one. That's not my leading after round one bet, but he knows the course. He's won. Get off to a good start. I, I could see it. Um, I think that. I think the lowest one was 10 to 1 with Dustin Johnson when he won it. That was the lowest odds. So right now, and I say that the majority, there's not very many. John Rahm is um, plus 950. I think I saw maybe 9 to 1. But I think. I've seen him at like uh, 12 to 1. Oh, really? Yeah, depending. That's why you. But it's like, don't be afraid to pick one of the longer shots. Matsuyama was 60 to 1. There was a 30 to 1 with whoever the hell won it. And then there was even like a 42 to 1. So yeah, don't on be. FanDuel, John Rahm's 12 to 1. Okay. Um. Let's see. And he's the favorite. Yes. Yes. Um. All right. So who is. What? What is your. Give me some of your bets. Are these coming from Chase or are these organically from some you? Some of them uh, Chase talked to me about. Okay. Um, Last time he talked to you about, though, I don't think he hit a single one. Well, was it the Masters? Yes. Yeah, well, I know I last He year, put me on Justin Rose, and Justin Rose shit the goddamn bed. I thought he was playing well last year in the Masters. Maybe it was two years ago then. Yeah, well, when he first started talking about golf and handicapping he was big on justin rose and then justin rose fell into a big old slump yeah best swing in golf though um i'm gonna go with rom to win uh-huh just um taking the favorite okay yeah 12 to 1 i mean so i have three bets to win what mine's john rom chase likes patrick cantley Mm-hmm. At twenty-two to one, and he likes Sam Burns at thirty-eight to one. I'm gonna be honest. So I'm on FanDuel currently. The odds on the pers- personal bookie, much better. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, much better. Um, so Bam put me on this one. Um, Will Zalatoris, 30, yeah, thirty-two to one on FanDuel personal book, forty-two to one. Yeah. <clears throat> so you got to check. You really do. You want to check because, for example, like um. It was St. Mary's. This mm. was during the tournament. To win the national championship, on one book, they were 30-1. to one. Mm-hmm. You'd still be an idiot to bet it, but on another book, they were 80-1. to one. Yep. Like That's such a dramatic difference. So you, you really have to check because you're talking about $100 on the bet that you just discussed. That's a ten. That's a that's $1,000 difference if mm-hmm. you put $100 on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So you just gave me Cantlay. You gave me. Yeah, these are my bets as well. Rom Cantlay and who? It Sam was, Burns. These are my three. Uh, LS, three LSU guy. Three um players to win. Okay. <clears throat> so I have um, Victor Hoblin, Zalatoris. Um. We're gonna take a shot on Justin Rose. What's his odds? I got. I see hundred to one. It's like Chase liked him a year, two years ago. Did he forget how to play golf? Hundred to one. Well, wasn't he in contention last year? <clears throat> I don't know. I know he's got like the best swing in golf. So yeah, why are his odds so 
Well, he's seventy-five to one on FanDuel, hundred to one on my book. Yeah, he's hundred to one on mine too. Um, but the dark horse. Hear me, hear me now, Matthew Wolf, three hundred to one odds. Matthew Wolf, three hundred to one odds. Ugliest swing in golf. Is he even competing? I don't know. Why is he 300 to 1? What do I not know? I'm taking him. And then I'm also taking him to be the first round leader. Let me see. So after Monday, I mean, I'm sorry, after Thursday, Matthew Wolf, 110 to 1 to be the leader after round one. If that happens, if he's leading after round one and then he wins the whole thing, you might never hear from me again. I might move to an island. (laughs) But, yeah, that's what I got. Okay. We got opening day and we got the first round of the Masters. It's going to be an incredible Thursday. I got some more bets. I got the winners. No, yeah, I know y'all got more. I'm not wrapping it up. (laughs) We haven't even gone to Justin at all yet. Go ahead, Justin. What do you got? Uh, I'm I'm on the Rom train as well. Uh, well, then I got to do it too. Then, but I got to put more on Rom because he's not a huge long shot. Well, Rom came storming back to what the buffet? Yeah, I mean, I bet on Rom to win. Last time I bet on Rom, I can't remember what tournament it was. He chipped in, and that like edged him out for the lead. And they went back and looked, and he actually. Uh, I think he moved the ball. Technically, it should have been a penalty. Actually, it was. They deducted a stroke, but he still won. Mm. That was last season. Golf fans will remember what I'm talking about. I don't remember which one it was. But, all right, go ahead, Justin. So you're on ROM. I got to get on ROM. Yeah, I'm also on Colin Morikawa. Morikawa, plus 25. I didn't want to hear you struggle with that name. I I threw you a bone. Uh, Tony Finau. Okay. And always got to throw an Asian in there. Sung, Jew, I'm. There was a lot of uh, a lot of racism going on in that last statement. Well, you can bet on the uh, you can bet on the top Asian, the top uh, Chinaman. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> what does that mean? Apparently, you can bet on the top golfer in each race division, like Englishman and American. Top English. That can't be. Uh, Continent or nationality, but somebody, it seems a bit racist. Somebody's going to get canceled. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm on Rom as well. But but I got some top fives, top tens to miss it. the cut. Um, Do you have Tiger Woods to miss the cut? No, I'm going to have him to make the Do cut. Do you have Justin Thomas to miss the cut? Justin Thomas to miss the cut. Plus, I love Justin Thomas. Plus 450. Really? He's the second favorite. Miss the cut? He'll miss the cut. Um. <laughs> Top five: Patrick Cantlay and Sam Burns. Patrick Cantlay plus four ten. And you have both Sam of these guys Burns, to win outright as well. Plus seven hundred. And then my top ten. This is my lock: Scotty Scheffler to finish top ten plus one thirty. Biggest bet of the of the fucking Masters. <laughs> you won't on bet Scheffler. on baseball, but you're gonna go big <laughs> on the Masters. Um. And then I'm going with Cantlay and Sam Burns again, plus 190 Jesus and plus 360. Christ. So I'm big on these two 
golfers. Um, are, are they paired together? I don't think, but I do not know. Okay. Um, yeah, to miss the cut, I got Justin Thomas, which is not going to be a popular pick because he is one of the favorites at plus 450, and then Adam Scott at plus 225. Okay. And then I'm going to roll with you with Tiger Woods and even money bet to make to make the cut. That would be my lock. I love that bet. I mean, we're hearing good things. They could be blowing it out of proportion. I'm sure they are, but, but I, I still I still like that. I like that a lot. Um let's see. So Sam Burns is not paired with Cantley. Sam Burns tees off at 1:19 p.m. Speaking of which, what does the weather look like? Cuz I remember last year they were dealing with uh I heard it's supposed to be shitty. Fuck me, dude, again? Yeah. Christ. Super windy. Fucking take it out of April, damn it. But that's good for uh it's good for you missing the cut. Bet. Yeah, it's good for Thomas. Oh yeah, it's storming there now. Storming. So um it's raining all morning tomorrow. Christ. I'ma do like one unit on the whole damn masters probably. Because huh. yeah. You mean like spread up spread over? Yeah, so like yeah. for basketball, a normal bet for me is one unit. For football, it's like two and a half units. For golf, this whole thing's going to be one unit. Well, nobody knows your equivalent of the unit. So you're saying for ba- for football, your unit is two and a half times more than your college basketball unit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I mean for I golf, I'm gonna put a half a unit on the Scheffler to um, by itself straight up. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler to. To finish top ten, and then I'm gonna put the other half unit on everything else. Okay. No, yeah, I like that. It's the Masters, dude. You gotta bet the Masters. It's the best golf tournament of the year. But um, maybe I'll bet more. Who knows? Hopefully, we get some better weather. But I but hope not. Justin, go ahead and give me the rest of yours. Or was that it? Oh, that yeah, that was it. Okay, recap them again, just so I know. Uh, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Plus uh twenty five hundred. John Rom. Plus nine hundred, Tony Finau, plus fifty seven hundred, Sung Ju, Sung J M plus six thousand. Okay. And then you can go ahead and just real quick. I know well, I know it's a lot of Patrick Cantley and Sam All Burns. All right. But. To win, Patrick Cantley plus twenty two hundred, Sam Burns plus thirty eight hundred, John Rom plus twelve hundred. Top five, Patrick Cantley plus four ten, Sam Burns plus seven hundred. Top ten, Scotty Scheffler plus one thirty. It's the lock. Patrick Cantley plus 190, Sam Burns plus 360. To miss the cut, Justin Thomas plus 450, and Adam Scott plus 225. And to make the cut, Tiger Woods even money. Tiger Woods to make the cut is my lock. It is going to happen. Tiger Woods is good for golf. Golf doesn't need Tiger, but it's better when he's here and he's back. He's not healthy, but he's got a bionic leg. If you ask McGregor, that gives him an advantage. Tiger Woods is going to make the cut. Uh, I'm taking Will Zalatoris. I'm taking... Victor Hovland is my favorite at 25 to 1 in terms of winning it outright. I'm taking uh, Justin Rose. I think it was 100 to 1. I'm going off the top of my head. I don't have it pulled up currently. Uh, I had somebody else. Matthew Wolf was 300 to 1 to win outright, 110 to 1 to be leading after the first round. That would be incredible. That'd be really nice. Um, but yeah, so if you're not watching the Masters, you're a loser. I download the app every year. If I'm working, I watch it on my phone, but good news, I'm not working this year. So, And then, all right, last thing, we have a stacked UFC card this weekend. We will uh, make some picks there. It fucking sucks when it comes back to give, when we got to make UFC picks. That's when you know the days are dark. 
It's a stacked car, but it's a shit card for betting. You know yeah, what I, mean? It's, I mean, I'm sure it's heavy favorites across across the board. Um, it was nice there in like COVID when they had the fight nights every Wednesday. Yep, and then the cards every Saturday. No, yeah, I mean, I say that it's because I'm spoiled. So it's like you don't know what you you don't know what you fucking are missing until, or you don't know how much you appreciate these fights when it's all you got. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, minus seven twenty. Volkanovski. Why is he not just running it back with Max Holloway, damn it? I don't know. Because it's bullshit, that's why. I mean, he should have never won the last fight yeah. against Holloway. Um, so, yeah, main title fight of the night, main event, Volkanovski's minus 720 favorite against the Korean Zombie. Um, I'm not even going to try to get Justin to pronounce his name. But then co-main event, Aljamain Sterling, the biggest bitch in the sport, plus 350 against Peter Jan. Uh, Pewter Jan, I think they pronounce it. Jan was demolishing Sterling when they fought last, hit him with an illegal knee. Sterling rolled around, got an Oscar for his performance, and then walked away with the belt by default, said he wasn't going to wear it, dropped it in the in the octagon, said, no, nah, man, I'm crying. I don't want to win it that way, and then proceeded to go to the after party with it draped around his fucking chest and has been parading around with the belt ever since. Um, had an unneeded or at least not a necessary neck surgery, um, has been putting off this fight for quite a while, can't run. It's Jan's time to shine. He's going to get in there. He's going to maul this dude. Minus 475 favorite. I would take uh, Jan my, uh, first round knockout and second round knockout. think it ends quick. I think he's going to come in, put in some work, put him to sleep quick. Uh, not leave it up to chance. Sterling's good. Don't get me wrong. He's not a slouch. He's not a bad fighter. But after what happened last time, he's a bitch. Jan's going to be out for blood. So, And then what I think might be, it's one of the most interesting fights of the entire night is Gilbert Burns versus Kamzat Chimeyev. Um, minus 510 favorite for Chimeyev. Dude really hasn't fought anybody, but that shows you to the regard that they are holding this dude too. It's incredible because Gilbert Burns is a fucking good fighter, a really, really good fighter, number two in the welterweight division. And he's a plus 375 underdog. Yeah, but it's like, does anybody think that he's that he can win? I don't. I want to. I like Gilbert Burns. It's plus 375. Do I think he can win? No. But, I mean, that is a fact, though. But that's why Chimeyev the hasn't odds been. are like that. No, I know. Trust Yeah, no, I know. But Shemayev hasn't fought anybody yet. They just know that this dude is the real fucking deal. You just know. Yeah, I mean, he's finished every fight. Every no, I know. Fight. But. And Gilbert Burns has never been submitted. Correct. In the octagon. Correct. So, I don't know. Are you touching that one at all? Um, I would I would bet uh Chimeyev. but uh I would include. But it's it like in you gotta parlay. find it's uh, yeah you either gotta parlay it when it's like this or you gotta bet by round or you gotta bet by submission or you got I feel like you gotta specify if you're dropping five ten to win a hundred I mean more power to you but I'm not you know yeah what do you have Justin you got anything you like yeah um so I'm. I'm I like Jan at minus four seventy five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably will take Burns just because it's plus three eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like though is 
over one and a half rounds at minus one thirty. For which one? Burns and Chameo? Yeah, I think I'm gonna take that one. Wow, they've got it at one and a half. So they're expect they're saying that this dude might come in and just maul him and say, See you later in, in under two rounds. Yeah, I mean, is it a five round fight or is it just it should be? Oh, just that's a, a good question. Yeah, fight. that's a good point. Good point. Yeah, it is. It is. That's why. So it's three rounds? Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I just feel like Burns is getting slighted, but I know Chimaev is that fucking good, at least from what we've seen. Hmm. And also, too, I feel like after what, with the with Usman and all of that, like Burns has to respond. I'm almost surprised. This is his first fight since Usman, correct? Or no, he fought one more time since then. Um, I think this might be his first one back. Is it? Oh, he beat Steven Thompson. Yeah, Wonderboy. I, that's what I thought. I think it was in uh, at the Apex, but no fans. Huh. I want to say, and I, I don't know for sure, but from what I remember. But it was kind of like a boring fight. It was, yeah, but because he didn't. But it was it was like a dominant performance from Burns, though, if I remember it correctly. Was. It wasn't a highlight reel performance, cause, but he didn't let Stephen Thompson do what he wants to do. Stephen Thompson might have the best striking in all of the UFC, and he kind of was neutralized, wasn't able to tee off, wasn't able to do anything. It was kind of a clinic put on by Burns. So this is going to be, um, I mean, it's going to answer the question, is Chimeyev the real deal? If he comes out here and dominates Burns, then it's okay. He's immediately fighting for the title. There's nowhere else to go. He's the number 11 ranked guy in the division. But if you dominate the number two, maybe they make him fight. Who's the number one contender in the welterweight? Colby um, Covington? Covington. Yeah, I mean. He's going to fight Usman unless McGregor gets the shot at Usman. I'd be so surprised if that happened. They'll give it to him if... Um, if Usman agrees. Yeah. If you're Usman, why would you not? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's not a good matchup for McGregor. Oh, no. At all. Like <laughs> I love Conor McGregor. Any chance that I can root for Conor McGregor and tell you he's going to win, trust me, I'll be the first to do it. That is a terrible matchup. For but he's in his eyes. He's like, why would I go back to one fifty five? He's I've already won that, and I've yeah lost the last two. Yeah, so it's like no, yeah, I get chasing it. Chasing the one fifty five belt really I get it, does but, nothing but for that his dude, legacy. Usman's the pound for pound best in the sport right now, and that is a fucking dude who gets better and better with every fight. And you're coming off of a broken leg. Your weakness is grappling. You want to go fight Usman? Yeah. It would be incredible, though. I'm a fucking buy. I'm a tune in. That's the McGregor effect. But I'm thinking that's what's going to end up happening. I don't think. That that will be his I feel like that's going to ruffle so many people's fucking feathers if they do that. And, that, I mean, he did. He's in that. He's quoted saying, like, I make fuck you money. Like, I do what I want. I'm doing the I do whatever I well, want. Well, there's been a lot of fighters that are, like, saying that some guys are like, oh, no, that's not right because he's not even. He hasn't really. Isn't one since Cerrone, right? And he's just broke his leg. But then there's other fighters who are like, yeah, he's earned that. I mean, he kind of earned that to call his own the shot. Ability, yeah, and that's where I, trust me, that's what he said. He's like, when you make four hundred million dollars for the company in one night, and then do it again in your next fight, you get to do whatever you want. Like that's what that's what McGregor said. Yeah. So, and that's true. When you're making them that much money, like. People people really like to slight McGregor now, and it, a lot of it's warranted, but it's like, don't fucking sleep on what he did to get to where he was. The dude was incredible. Like, incredible. The run he had, it was the knockout on Aldo. That's what fucking propelled him. 
when he did that, it was okay. This dude's the biggest dude in the sport by far. Biggest athlete, or arguably, in the world. So, but yeah, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, obviously, we saw what he did against Poirier last two times. Um, I mean, when you break your leg and going out kind of the way he did, wasn't a good look. I personally, like, it's like, yeah, I guess he does, he does deserve to call out whoever he wants, but I don't know that he necessarily deserves to be thrusted right into the octagon against the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter. Has he – Usman's um, – welterweight's 170? Yeah. And he just fought Poirier at 170? 155. But he fought Diaz at 170 before. Yeah, in both fights. Right, yeah, okay. So and they, they Cerrone, could do, he fought at 170. Right, right. So they could do the third fight with Diaz at 155. Yeah, that's the that's the two choices either. I think he'll he be said. at 170. Well, McGregor's bulked up. No, I know he has, and he probably doesn't want to go down. He says he doesn't want to cut the weight. But I, but when they were talking about the third, the trilogy fight with Diaz um, that one time, he said, like, third one, we do it at my, at my weight. Yeah. We go down. So, But that was a while ago, so he may have changed his mind. And Diaz, I mean, that'll be a fu- that'd probably be the biggest pay per view. Yeah, Diaz had. is the fucking one who's like who he doesn't even know who the champions are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, honestly, yeah. that's that just goes He's to like, show you like Diaz is don't doesn't have that much hype around him right now. We just saw he just lost to uh, Leon Edwards, even though he did come back and nearly fucking put him away. I don't know. I didn't. He had him so hurt. He just didn't push the pace. I don't know. I'm why. sure maybe he was tired, but I mean, I doubt he was. He's got incredible endurance. Um, but was getting dominated the whole fight, catches Leon, and then he was like, fuck. He he really was. He was getting dominated that whole fight, and then he just does that at the very end, and then you're like, that's fucking Nate Diaz. He could have put him away. If there was another round, he fucking he ends him. But it's yeah. like, it kind of sucks for Leon Edwards because he was dominating. So Diaz's stock is low. McGregor's stock has never been lower. They could come back and fight. It would be the biggest pay-per-view in the history of the sport. I, I think so. Oh, yeah. That trilogy, so it would be number one. So people have been dying to see that these two guys that are fucking cash cows. But yeah, I feel like I would probably rather see that. McGregor comes back in and gets fucking tossed around like a rag doll against Usman. It, I mean, where do you go from there? You know? Yeah. Do the trilogy with Diaz first. He wins that, then you go fucking break the bank with who whatever whoever he wants to fight. Yeah. That's the way I feel cuz I mean he did. He just broke his leg even though like you got to give Poirier credit. That's two times in a row. I understand it was a doctor stoppage, broke his leg, this and that, but it wasn't a good look. It doesn't feel like he should just be able to come back in and go fight the number one dude. So, but if he wants to, like you said, I, I do agree. If Usman says let's do it, Dana White's not going to say no. That'll no. be that'll be the number one pay per view. Yeah, that's the that's the crazy that's the McGregor effect. Whoever he fights, number one pay per view, right now at least the top dude. It's fucking crazy, dude. He he he. Like I said, stocks never been lower, but at the same time, it's like you're gonna buy his pay per view. You're gonna watch. So, but all right. So, so what all? What exactly are you taking? Do you know specifically? Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really like betting wise. It's really not that great of a card. Like you said, it's seven minus seven twenty for Volkanovski. The um women. Mackenzie Dern and Tisha Torres, that's going to be a really good fight. Christ. Uh, I would lean Mackenzie Dern. It's coming off a loss, but I don't know. The odds are close. It's a pick em, So Yeah, Shannon just texted me actually saying, um, 
throw out Mackenzie Dern, that uh, it's a lock. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'll bet it. Tell Shannon to go strengthen his uh his <laughs> shin bones. Yeah, <laughs> go, go strengthen your trees. shin bones, Shannon. Um, and then I would take um, I would consider taking Mark Marco Madsen. Mark Madsen. Yeah, Marco Madsen. You mean Mark Madsen? Well, it's Mark O is his middle name. Madsen. Is, okay. I know uh, Vince Peichel is uh, – maybe it's Pichel. I don't know. I've seen him fight a couple times, but – Yeah, he's good. Don't know too much about either one of those guys. Not going uh, to lie to you. Madsen's a wrestler. What um, about Mickey Gall? Isn't he – So Mickey Gall's the good? submission specialist. He was the one who they had fight CM Punk in his first fight, and he fucked him up. Um Mickey Gall's been in the UFC for quite a while. He had hype around him when he first came, but he's very one-dimensional. Never developed his uh, his striking at all. Submission specialist. Um, what are the odds? He's plus one fifty-five. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much on it. Um, there's a reason he's on the undercard. He's been in the UFC for quite a while, but he's got talent. Um, might be worth it. I don't know. I don't know enough on it. Take, I would say there's a good chance I'd take Mackenzie Dern straight up. Okay. And then I could end up doing like a four-leg parlay with... Mackenzie Dern, Gilbert Burns, Sterling, and Korean Zombie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm not going to touch the main event. Either one? No, the main event. Well, they're both co-main events. I know, but there's a real main event, and then there's a... The uh, real main event is Jan and Sterling. Fuck Volkanovski and Korean well, Zombie. I couldn't care they less about that They get their name fight. next to the number. No, I know, but I couldn't care less about that fight. Yeah, I don't either. But is Korean I, I would, Zombie just going to get his ass kicked? I mean, he's a plus 500 underdog, so yeah, probably so. Yeah, he's going to get smashed. The, fe- like the featherweight division's not not the best. But yeah, I would go with Jan, Chimaev, Mackenzie Dern, and Madsen for the... Um, what are you going to say if we sit back here and Gilbert Burns shocks the world? 11 rank 11 I'd be surprised. Uh, 11 seed Syracuse. I I think it's a f- much further up, bigger upset than that. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Not if you would have asked yourself last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like Gilbert Burns a lot, dude. I really do. And that's a lot of plus money for the number 2 ranked fighter in the division, but again, he's too small. No, I know. But dude, yeah, I know. He is. It's like, do you think he'll be able to submit him? Maybe. I think he could. It's the only it, it, way of victory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he could. But, yeah, Chimeyev's going to wind up on top of him probably pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I want Burns to win. I think it would be cool. I think, But I'm interested to see. If Chimeyev does come out and dominate him, then that's going to answer a shitload of questions. And then, I mean, okay, set it up. Him and Usman, run it. And then that'll be a fucking incredible fight. Oh, yeah. If he really does dominate Burns. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see... I mean, I understand Colby Covington's a wrestler, but he he tries to strike more often than you would expect, I guess, for somebody that's such a dominant wrestler. Um, At least with Usman, because I guess he's a very good wrestler as well. But with Chimeyev and Usman, it's like, that's two dudes. Like, they're just... That's going to be a fucking brawl. Like, it's going to just be who can overpower the other one. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Take Jan to win first round, second round. Burns. First round knockout. <laughs> um, all right. 
That's all I got. Um, I'm excited for opening day. I'm even more excited for uh, opening round of the Masters. And then solid UFC card on Saturday. Bootleg it. Don't buy it. Um, episode 113 of Big Easy Bets. Y'all got anything to say before we go? Um, yeah, don't buy it. Bootleg it. Yeah, because um, ESPN, I'm boycotting ESPN now. Why's that? Y'all know why. Do I? Yeah. I don't. I'm I'm done with that wokeness, son. Oh, okay. Are you boycotting <laughs> Disney? Yeah. All right. What about Netflix? I got to cancel my subscription. You can't watch anything now. No, I can't. Yeah, you just sit in your room in silence. I got to watch. <laughs> and you can't bet on anything. All I got's the Rugrats. There you go. Uh, don't don't dive into the uh, the hidden agenda of the Rugrats, or else you won't be watching that either. Yeah, I better I better do my research. Yeah, you need to look into everything. That's what I'm saying. You're not gonna be able to do anything. Uh, Justin, you got anything to say before we go? No, good luck. Episode 113 of Big Easy Bets is in the books. It was an incredible march. We look forward to it coming back. We have the NFL draft to look forward to. Saints are making moves. Two picks in the first round. We didn't even talk about that. We fleeced the Eagles. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Maybe. We'll see what we do with the picks. But we will be back. Who fucking knows when. Um, But y'all have a good one. Who dat?